You are listening to Abnormal Spaces. I'm Donnie. I'm Ryan. In this podcast, we discuss conceptual realities, the researchers, authors, and explorers who describe and define them, as well as our personal experiences in these abnormal spaces. In this episode, we discuss some of the work of Dolores Cannon. Her theories regarding past life regression, Atlantis, star seeds, and Jesus, as well as quantum healing through hypnotherapy. You'll also hear Ryan's account of his firsthand experience with QHHT. So uh, we had talked about non-duality and in one of the recommended videos was Dolores Cannon. And we had talked about Dolores Cannon um, before you and I, uh, and this doesn't have anything at all to do with non-duality. Uh, but, you know, YouTube's got a pretty magical algorithm and it figured I might be interested in that. Um, I think it's interesting. You know, she started this institute um she passed away not not too terribly long ago and i guess her daughters have taken over it but you know she she gave all these lectures and uh what i found really interesting was some of the topics that she chose to explore were kind of like third rail for scientists uh because so much of it isn't easily provable or isn't easily replicatable. So I noticed that some of her work was kind of um, dismissed as pseudoscience or, or whatever. And I think part of that is just some of the topics were a little too controversial. So for example, you know, Jesus being an alien, a lot of people don't want to hear that. <laughs> a lot of people uh, are not going to give that any credence or, or um, another thought. Like, and and that's the thing. It, it's frustrating because it's worth listening to. You know, a, a religious person, you know, might just immediately be offended by that, rather than you know, hey, let's let's hear what she has to say. But this is anecdotal, side tangential thing. There are lots of people that claim to know about the Arcturians, speak to the Arcturians, etc. Last summer, we created this song that, about the La Large Hadron Collider, and then the last part of it was about talking to the Arcturians. Little did I know that in like 2011, Dolores Cannon had given this lecture, and she was saying that starting up the Large Hadron Collider was a mistake. And she said that there was a previous civilization on earth that experimented with antimatter and nearly destroyed nearly caused a wormhole that would collapse like maybe the entire universe and so it had to be stopped and that was what happened to atlantis and so um there's another controversial topic that mainstream modern science doesn't want to talk about because there it's just too nebulous too hard to prove etc but there are 
people besides Dolores Cannon that claim to speak to the Arcturians and a lot of the messages seem to be similar. And to me, it lends at least some credence, you know, that, that there's, there's something, you know, they're talking to. So, but <laughs> some of the stuff too, like the, the Nostradamus thing, like scholars forever have been trying to figure out his quatrains and figure out what he was meaning. And then, you know, during a session with a patient, this uh, person had been a student of Nostradamus and she was able to speak in real time while that student was with Nostradamus. And that one blows my mind because it couldn't have been planned in advance. I mean, I, I suppose it could, anything could happen, but it, but it didn't seem like it had been planned in advance. Um, there were witnesses and you know, everyone says essentially the same thing. And so again, I'm like, it's too easy to dismiss this. It's too easy to say, well, that's, you know, that's a sci-fi author. Or that's a, you know, um, someone, a grifter just trying to make a buck off of people trying to find the answers. I, I have a hard time hundred percent dismissing it when there is some evidence that at least backs up some of the claims. It seems, it seems to me anyway, but then, yeah, so we, um, one of the things was what the Institute is currently doing, which is the QHHT, which is a hypnotherapy thing. Um, I guess I, I, I don't know enough about it, but you have experienced it. So, so you can, you can tell us a little bit about it. Uh, well, it's pretty wild. I don't know. It, it's called quantum healing hypnosis technique. And uh, she was doing past life regressions. But like in the 60s or, you know, somewhere around the 60s, 70s, she was doing like stop smoking hypnotherapy and all that stuff. Right. And then at some point she had maybe a, a couple of clients start to speak very weird things that like uh, sparked her interest in in uh, going deeper and finding information and and you know going back to what you said about um this kind of thing is like it's really hard to talk about because it's not measurable by science really at this point you know right. i mean well it i would say it, it's kind of like the robert monroe thing like where they used the science of eeg machine to uh, record the brainwave state and to be like oh here's proof that you're in theta here's proof that you're in delta right. and that's kind of what i wish that this had attached to it yeah. uh, as just an extra little like, oh, here, fuck you. You know what I right, mean? Right, yeah. Uh, but she regressed thousands of people, and there was so much of the same information coming from the same source and all of these different people of all walks, supremely religious people. You know, it's yeah. just amazing. But the messages were were very similar and, and like some of the topics were just exactly the same. Yeah. You know, and so when when she reached this place in everyone, which she called the SC or the subconscious, which is not the subconscious that we speak about now, um, it has all the information that can be and it will come through the same in all of these people. Wild. Because it was only one thing. There's only one of them. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so that's the only thing that I would say about it not being like provable or whatever. I mean, we know hypnosis is a, is a thing. Right. Yes. 
and her induction technique is something that she developed. And after thousands of times, whenever the subconscious would come through, then it was even, she refined it even more uh, to where it was validated by this subconscious, you know, yeah. and almost like gave her tips. You wow. know, like how to, like what imagery and what words and what things would induce even more. Right. Yeah. And it's also interesting because she was like, there's no need for any kind of external tones or music or any kind of relaxing. And actually, that interferes with the raw induction of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, whenever I found out about her, I was just like, okay, you know, kind of like everything else. Yeah. And, it just kept popping up in my feed as everything does. And, and then I would just hear little snippets of things and hear that. And I would get more interested and more interested. And then I was like, I want to see if this, how many books this lady has. And then like, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, she has like a million books. Okay. I'm an audiobook guy. So I'm, I'm like, whatever I'm doing, I just have an audiobook in my left ear. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So I just downloaded a book and it was the convoluted universe book one. And I'm like, okay, let's let's check it out. And uh, so the information that is contained in these books is unbelievable. It, it, well, and real quick, I think that's part of the problem. Uh, as far as with um, with this not catching on more than it has, it sounds like Harry Potter, right? It's total sci-fi stuff. Yeah, yeah. it is like uh, the furthest thing from anything that you would ever think about my conclusion of the phenomenal world is that everything imaginable is real right yeah so uh this just my own personal uh <laughs> and and that sounds crazy i'll take full responsibility for the insanity well i mean but no if we're if we're agreeing that um the model of reality that each of us um believes to be true if we start with that okay there's there's no objective reality it's all subjective and we each kind of have our own personal reality that we've constructed and modeled then why wouldn't everything that you are able to imagine within that reality exist exactly everything's covered fairies divas a lot of aliens lots of aliens. lots of uh, i mean aliens are apparently everything we are hybrid. Uh, I mean, and, and this this isn't stuff that like I'm saying as a fact, and it doesn't really have any bearing on my life, really. Like, right. Yeah. To be honest, because when I hear stories about Atlantis and Arcturians and Pleiadians and all yeah. of the different whatever, and I hear about all of the um, interbreeding and the seeding of this planet. Yeah, the star seed. Yeah, yeah. and um, I mean, I was like, oh, wow, this is completely crazy. Um, and it, it, yeah, okay, I don't know. Like, some of this is far out, you know? Right. But um, I started listening to more books, and the more I listened, the more things were revisited. There yeah. was a whole book called Jesus and the Essenes, and yeah. like... It's amazing. And the Nostradamus stuff, she goes through every single one of the, uh, what are they called? The prophecy or prediction or whatever. The prophecies. Oh, the quatrains. The quatrains. Yeah. So, I mean, all of them. Yeah. And like somebody just came through and it was a student of his. And through that student, 
uh, Nostradamus came through because he wanted to. Yes. And what was the crazy little part of it was whenever she was supposedly talking to Nostradamus and he said, we are actually speaking now. You are not speaking to a past thing. We are actually speaking as you would speak to a person just in front of you. Right. And that's how everything is. Right. Because time isn't linear. Right. Which was really neat because it seemed like for her, it blew her paradigm apart. Yeah. After she digested it. And it's almost like they were giving her pieces to digest so that she could understand more. Well, and you couldn't handle it all at once. Right. Something as small and huge as saying there is no time. It's just it's just all now. He is existing now and we are existing now. Right. It's a frequency thing. Yes. It's like yeah. tuning into channel three and he's on channel four. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And that is what happens apparently with hypnosis. And it's, it's like tuning into channel four or channel whatever. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that's... I don't know. Kind of, that was kind of a tangent, but I, I will get into it with my brother. You know, we always go and, and get into crazy talks here lately and stuff. And uh, I got him on Dolores Cannon and all, all kinds of other weird shit that I'm always talking about. So he's like, I want to do that. I'm going to do this. And I was like, oh, like for real? You know, like, yeah. and he's like, yeah. So start looking up practitioners in our area and and there's like level one two three uh i'd love to go to a level three practitioner but they're only in like huge cities and i don't know whatever so like there's a lot of level two and i was like okay let's do level two so (laughs) we buy the ticket and we go to nashville and um the first thing is is like don't have any expectations. That's that's the hardest one to swallow because obviously you have an expectation of everything. The other side of that, though, is that's like one of the keys to life. It's like, just you know, manage those expectations. Try not to have any. You yeah. Know? The more you can just notice that you have an expectation about everything, the less the expectations arise. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's never going to go the way you expect it to. So just stop trying to expect it. Never, ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we go there and, um, this is weird because I didn't want to go. Oh, really? Yeah. I was never planning on going <laughs> ever just the way I am. I'm like an introverted weirdo. So like, yeah, here's my expectation in my mind. Oh, you're going to go and what lay in a room with this stranger and they're going to like put you in a weird hypnotic trance. And I'm like, I can't be hypnotized. I'm sorry. I just can't, <laughs> right? you know, yeah. I'm a healthy skeptic. Yeah. Before I get reeled into something and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. It takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I had been listening to this lady for like over a year before even I said anything to my brother about it. No. Wow. Anyways. And then so, yeah, my brother's like, no, I'm going to do that. And then then I'm like, oh, God, man, I can't let you do that stuff by yourself. I'm going to go with you. So we did it and we go. And what's funny is that this is a weird thing. Okay. So we booked our appointments. He was supposed to be first. So a day before the uh, practitioner emails my brother and says, we have a scheduling conflict with uh, somebody she shares her space with. Oh, okay. So there was a scheduling conflict. She's like, this never happens ever. And I apologize and, and everything like that. So it turns out that I had to go first. 
Okay. <laughs> so, isn't that weird? It is it, weird. It, it's just like that was even that that was another level of anxiety for me. Yeah. I was well, like, oh, so I'm going to be the first. Right. Like, yeah. I don't even want to do this. Like, you know? Yeah. Well, and the fact that it was him that wanted to so badly, and then he now has to wait. That I just it's funny to me. So it's interesting. So QHHT quantum healing hypnosis technique. So a lot of people come for this spontaneous sort of healing that happens whenever the the subconscious is contacted and it does a body scan and there's like a whole thing that happens you know mm -hmm. and dolores cannon's not doing it there people aren't doing it right. you're doing it yes yeah you're in contact with the part of yourself that you're not consciously in contact with apparently which is it's hard to think about <laughs> right yeah most people it's hard kind to of, swallow it it's kind of huge to even it's, wrap it's your brain around like you know so he takes me and drops me off and uh i go in and meet this lady susan and she's like really super cool laid back you know i'm feeling i have to pee like a million times for whatever <laughs> reason like when i get nervous i like have to pee all the time like it's, it's just weird you're a chihuahua <laughs> yeah, I am. like my bladder just shrinks and right. it's like uh, so we go in there and I'm like, and we start talking a little bit and then I'm like, Oh, I gotta go. I'm sorry. I gotta go to the bathroom. So I'll do that like a couple of times, two or three times, you know, throughout this, there's an interview process and it's a big part of the process. So, you know, for the first couple hours, basically you just start from your earliest memory that you can remember and you go through your whole life the best you can until today. Start at the beginning, mm -hmm. go through everything that you can remember until now and it's really sporadic and messy and, yeah but when you start hearing it mm. come out of your mouth and then you're like oh no wait but that's not right and yeah. then you go back and then you start like changing these timelines of when things happen and how they happen it's really interesting uh and it's really revealing too because you know i eventually would start talking about having the out-of-body experience and the lucid dreams and then i was like wow that really started a lot earlier i mean it started when i was like seven and eight like yeah i started having lucid dreams and out-of-body experience type things when i was very very young and then when i was in my teens it was amplified because i was way more aware and then in my 20s it was even more and so it kept building up, you know, mm -hmm. so you could see this natural sort of like evolution of of how Ryan became crazy. <laughs> the know? unraveling of Ryan. Literally. Mm -hmm. And then how it went from that into self-inquiry and like all of these non-dual sort of like reading Ramana Maharshi and Nizargadatta and like all these Indian sages and all these books and like just... You know, and she's just like, wow, you've really, like, ran the gauntlet. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been, like, what, 30 years, 35, yeah. you know. Anyways, we get to the end of that, and she's like, okay, we're going to, now we're going to do the hypnosis thing. And so, you know, you're in this recliner, you get all your, put this mask on that's just, like, to block out light. And this was the hard part for me, because I was like, look, I'm just going to be honest with you, like, it's going to be really hard for me to get relaxed. Yeah. And um, I've never been hypnotized before that I know. And she's like, every single person has said that. She was like, it's cool. So she starts with this induction. I want you to picture a red bird. And just immediately, boom, cardinal, you know, of course, cardinal, of yeah. course. Yeah. 
she did a couple more of those. Um, and then after that, there was a very specific uh, induction. And this is another thing. I said, I have trouble visualizing. She's like, everybody does. And, and visualizing that I've now come to understand it doesn't necessarily mean seeing pictures and things like that. It is more of a feeling type thing. It's a stupid name for it. I think I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I recently have noticed that if, um, if I'm trying to go back to sleep, like if I woke up, um, for whatever reason, I'm trying to go back to sleep. The, picture that I imagine in my mind's eye is a lot less important than surrendering to the stream of consciousness. So like, rather than try to picture, you know, a, um, a void or, or picture a, a bed or a sunny afternoon in the meadow, it's more like allowing the thoughts that don't make any sense to come in and kind of take over. So for me, I think that's closer to what people mean by visualize. Like it's, it isn't just the image. It's, it's the whole thing. It's the sensory experience. It's the sensory experience oh, yeah. and, and, and opening up to allow that experience to just kind of wash over, um, rather than, you know, trying to force it so much. A hundred percent. And in this case, I was trying to visualize visually. So that was kind of like a, a sticking point for me. And I think that kind of hindered a little bit of me going deeper than I could have went, mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. which is interesting because, you know, QHHT is supposed to be a one and done type deal uh, for the most part. Are, are you supposed to go for just one particular thing? Like I need to um, quit smoking or I need to. You can have a list of things like so. So basically you write down a list of what you want to know, what your physical ailments are, what your problems are. And that's part of your interview. And then she words it for herself in a way that speaks more clearly to the subconscious gotcha. because the subconscious apparently doesn't know negatives and doesn't recognize negatives or recognize any other time-based thing other than now. Mm -hmm. So it has to be worded in a way where it's not confusing the answers you get. I see. From what I can sort of remember, at first I felt like I was making it up. Just like, I'm like, oh, I'm just supposed to make some shit up, I guess. Right, yeah. yeah I don't know. Like, this feels stupid. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I want you to go back in time to a place and just let it unfold and see if you can see a scene. There's a cloud and you're like floating on this cloud and you're just looking down and you're just seeing everything and doing all this stuff. And then you float down from this cloud into a scene, basically. Mm. And it started to get a little bit weird because at first I thought I was like, I'm making all this up and this is just such a waste. <laughs> and then a weird thing happened and she was like, what's the first thing you notice in front of you? And like almost immediately I noticed that I was like standing in a cornfield and all the corn was cut down. <laughs> she was like, can you look down at your feet and see? And I'm like, you're like old boots or tattered boots. And I see a tractor just right beside me. A uh, really old, rusty, beat up tractor. I feel like I'm a farmer, like I'm old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like worn down. And then she takes me to the house. And then I see the house and the house is this old white stone little building, you know, and yeah. uh, there's an old lady in there and she's cooking and I see like all this old iron 
cooking utensils and pans and it was just it started to get more and more surreal yeah as you deepened into it yeah and then they take you to your death and my death in that life was that i was in bed uh in my room and i was surrounded by a room full of people some people were crying some people were just you know sitting there lovingly and i didn't know who any of those people were uh I mean, I did. I felt like I knew some of them and some, you know, like yeah. it was weird. It was like the, like the feeling of familiarity was there, but the um, actually recognizing who those people, that was exactly yeah. I knew that they loved me and they were like family and friends. I just I don't know. It was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I had a heart attack in a barn and I fell to the floor and I felt my chest real tight. I couldn't breathe. Ugh. And I could see the hay on the floor where my oh, face wow. was laying down. And um, then the bed thing. Yeah. 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 And then there were a couple more past life things like that. Just skipping ahead. There was a lot of in between. Uh, <laughs> one was that I was apparently a, a mermaid, which I would never say in this life. I would never, <laughs> I would be too embarrassed to say anything like that. But I was a female. Uh, and. <laughs> What color were your scales? It was like a silvery-ish, like a, like a fish. It wasn't like green, like emerald green or anything. Yeah. It was just like, but the tail was huge. Uh, the first thing I noticed was just water. Yeah. And nothing. And then kind of turned my head and I saw this big yellow fish. It was like a sunfish or something. And it was right in front of my face. And it was just like blowing these bubbles or like, yeah. And I was like, I think I'm a fish because <laughs> I couldn't see myself or anything. And then all of a sudden I saw this huge tail. It was like a shark's tail and it was powerful. It was like, yeah. And, and then I saw this like little wisp of hair in my side of my vision. Yeah. And I heard it on the recording. I was like, uh, I think I'm a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. It's hilarious. Of course, <laughs> of course I would be. But the funny thing is, is she's like, you wouldn't believe how many people are mermaids wow. under hypnosis. Huh. Um, and there's a whole thing about that in Dolores Cannon stuff. Uh, yeah. There's a whole planet of just water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I don't know. Interesting. So, you know, she's like, do you have anything in your hand? I'm like, yeah, I have a freaking big spear. Like, I have this big yeah. like, spear thing, you know? You're a warrior mermaid, or a guard, or a sentinel. Crazy! Uh, I killed the leader. Oh, I killed the big man. Dissident. Killed the big man. Big man was my dad. Ah, yikes! And then they locked me up, and I died there (laughs) in mermaid jail. Yeah. Wow. Under the water in mermaid cage. (laughs) 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 Oh God, man! Yeah, people are gonna really. I'm crazy after this, but that's just what I said. Right, yeah. I mean, and I think more people would probably fixate on the the dad scenario, the, you know, that particular part oh, yeah. of the situation than the mermaid part. Yeah, and then so 
she would ask a question and I would be like, my mind is just fighting me. It's just yeah. not accepting any of it. It's, and she was like, okay, well, we we're going to, we're going to ask for your conscious mind to step aside. And then she does this deepening sort of thing where she's mm. like, oh, you got stairs in front of you. You go down each step and you can see the walls of wherever you're at kind of raising up as you go down the steps and oh. this whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then there's like a big, long hallway or whatever you picture. And mine was, I was going down these dank ass steps, of course. And then there's like moss and like just algae on the walls. Then I keep going deeper in this earthy dirt hall. And then there's these doors, like, so it's lined with doors on either side of me. And then there's a door at the end. And she's like, one of these doors is going to pop out to you. So like, I'm vaguely going through this stuff. Everything's vague, sort of. Some of it's really clear, but some of it is like more like feeling instead of seeing. Yeah. So we do that, and uh, the door at the end pops out to me, of course. <laughs> and the door is small and yellow, like a little hobbit door or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, and it's I was got, thinking Middle Earth. I was yeah, like, imagining it's literally that. like that. Yeah. That's what it was like. And uh, the door knob was all rusty, and it had dirt on it, and it felt I could just sense it or see it and sense it. And she's like, okay, behind this door, uh, you're going to meet your your highest guide. The, the one that's with you always, the one that's always whatever. Yeah. So she's like, you're going to sense this before you open the door. And so I'm like sitting there and like, I can sense this fucking thing on the other side of this door. And I don't know what it is. I can't see it. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know there's a presence there. Like, yeah. And it's, I'm getting anxious. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I've even said like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm feeling kind of like nervous. Like, you know. Yeah. And she was like, it's okay, you know, and when you're ready, just start turning the, the doorknob. And this blue head starts to pop up out of this door, this real long neck, blue head. She's asked me about it and everything. And then this huge, super tall thing comes out. It's like way bigger than the door. Yeah. You know, I mean, this thing is like. 15 feet tall. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah. This thing is huge, and it's blue. It reminded me of Avatar. My mind was, it was having a hard time accepting parts of this, like, big time. Like, my conscious mind would always go, it would come in, and then it would go out, and then, like, I would accept it, and then I'd be like, what? The? No, there's no way. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, what am I coming up with? Yeah. And then she was like, I want you to know if there's any other presences, and I'm like, yeah, there's another thing, and it's really tall, but it's translucent. <laughs> it looks like watery, translucent thing. Yeah, like a jellyfish. And then, like, me and this blue thing kind of merge together, and we swirl up into the air out of the... <laughs> I don't know, it's really weird. Um, I don't think I gained a whole lot by that. Right. But it was just a really weird experience. Yeah. But anyways, skipping ahead, the the weirdest... Thing about the whole thing obviously was the, the end which is the, the subconscious thing and that's when i started forgetting and blacking out mm. like there were points where i had no idea what i was saying oh wow and i was speaking in terms of he like me me was he oh like third person oh wow so yeah, he needs to. He does this. This is how it, it, his life is. And this. So I wonder if that was the blue guide. I have no idea. 
Maybe it does, but at that point in time, that's when I felt like my body sunk into the chair. I was starting to go under the chair. Yeah. I was becoming part of the chair. Yeah. All I could feel was a hum, and there wasn't any kind of differentiation or separation between anything. Yeah. It was just this goo of me. Yeah, you're back to energy. Yeah, it was really strange. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, she asked me all the, the stuff, asked me all the questions that I had written down, did a, uh, they did a scan of the body, uh, said something about my pancreas and eating fatty foods and watching my, like watching what I eat. Anyways, so, uh, and that the left side of the body is about control a lot. Um, so apparently I have control issues, which I know my brain does. It yeah. And that's where anxiety comes from. And mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So um, after that, when I woke up, then we talk about it for, you know, like hours over after there was a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. So then, and, oh, and she said, uh, there was a part where she was interesting to me. She was like, pay attention for what happens uh, to what happens for about three or four days after this. Yeah. She was like, you might find that some really interesting or crazy or whatever things happen. Just, just pay attention and, and, uh, it'd be good to keep a journal or your something by, your bedside yeah. just in case yeah so you know nothing happened that night we come back home and uh like i'm the only person here like my wife and the girls are out of town you know it's about 10 o'clock and i'm feeling like so tired like i'm feeling more tired than maybe i've ever felt in my entire life <laughs> wow like i took <laughs> drugs yeah i haven't done anything that day and it's 10 o'clock and i'm watching tv and i'm just like oh, i got my bed so i bring my phone up there and i i have a dream that is the most lucid dream that i joined metallica (laughs) you know so in this dream like i'm gonna be the guitarist for metallica and it was super crazy and like i mean they were giving me all this stuff i was playing these shows and you know it was like uh, okay whatever that's whatever so, but I, so I got to be really good friends with, uh, the drummer Lars. So we're real good buddies, <laughs> right? <laughs> in the dream. And, th- and actually I was in Metallica for a really long time in this dream. <laughs> I mean, years, right? <laughs> so wild. So, uh, we become, we become really good friends. Yeah. And he's like, you want to meet my dad? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to meet your dad, man. Of course. So he takes me to meet his dad, and we are in what I feel to be and perceive to be the most enormous tree that has ever existed. Uh, It's city blocks, miles, (laughs) and the floors are woven like basket. Oh, wow. And all the walls, and all, but you can tell they're branches. It's all yeah. branches. Yeah. Fine branches. It, real quick, his dad looks like a wizard. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Right. Yeah. I have. I have. Uh, and so this is weird. I'm walking in there with him. Then I'm like looking and I'm like, all the furniture is growing up out of the tree. And oh, it's all woven awesome. like a basket. Everything is, is out of the tree. There's no, nothing yeah. but the tree. Yeah. And I look down and... And there's no more Lars Ulrich, but there's this tiny gnome looking thing that has the face of a baby Lars Ulrich (laughs) (laughs) with these fucking huge eyes, these eyes that are 
I can't look into his eyes for more than like two seconds because <laughs> like it's too strong, too powerful. Yeah. I mean, it is. You can see in his eyes that like it's everything. Yeah. And every time I look, I get the urge to like sob. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. And he's just like pure, radiant joy and peace. And he's like, here's my dad. There's this huge couch that's made out of all the tree stuff. Oh, and uh, little Lars <laughs> dude was wearing this giant waxy leaf cap. <laughs> it was like this maroon kind of like burnt orange leaf but you could tell it was harder than that it was like yeah. kind of stitched together it was weird yeah like uh, a kilt or like a dress it was like a hat a, oh, oh a hat okay it was yeah. giant like it covered his the sides of his face and, yeah and i saw another hat that was laying on this couch from behind and we were coming up to it mm. and man this is probably one of the most um realistic dreams i've ever had in my life oh wow and every time you remember it it's exactly the it, same well and i'm not saying that my memories of it are, are doing it justice even right this is just what i can remember yeah. as of now and this this guy turns around and he's like here's my dad and it's a guy who has the same eyes this he's bigger he has the same hat, uh, and I can't look at him in his eyes. Uh, and then Lars like looks at him, and then the dad looks at him, and Lars is like, "I love my dad so much." And then he starts like he starts having tears or whatever. And in the dream, I cry so hard that it's like I'm crying everything that's in my being. <laughs> I don't know how to say that and without sounding corny, yeah. but it was man. It was like sobbing into the dirt and the bowels of yeah. the fucking earth. You yeah, know, that's what it felt like. And then it was completely black, a void, and I was in the middle of it, and I was awake. And I'm like, there's nothing, right? There's absolutely nothing. And then, like, this feeling starts to come that I'm laying on my stomach on a bed, and I know that I'm still in that tree. And then this lady's voice comes from somewhere, and it's behind me. It's what it feels like, and she's like, giving me some kind of treatment or massage. And she goes, okay, so now I have to clip behind your left ear uh, to release blah, 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 certain uh, energy thing. She was like explaining this thing. I was like, is it going to hurt? You know, she's like, no, you're, it's not going to hurt at all. You'll be fine. And she was like, okay, let me know when you're ready and we'll, and we'll, and I'll go ahead. Uh, okay. It was me. Like, yeah. Ryan, like, what? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. And I heard click. It was like a snip. And then, dude, I can't even explain. I can't. Words aren't going to do this justice because I've tried to explain it. But it felt like somebody had a pencil size instrument and the pencil started at the behind my earlobe and it was inserted into the left earlobe and it went up the entire uh, side of the inside of my head up to the top mm -hmm. and as it was being pushed up it was the most intense feeling that i've ever felt in this my existence and as it kept going more and more it felt like my my the top of my head was literally going to blow off yeah and i started seeing like these sparks and colors and i was hearing this like massive jet engine just like Whoa. and uh and she's like, you're doing great. You're doing great. We're almost we're almost there. We're almost done. And at the very end, I was like screaming in the scream. Uh, I was just going like, ah, like, yeah. And, I, and, and then the whole top of my head just blew off and all this light and color 
and uh, sound and everything just the whole universe yeah just exploded out of the top of my head yeah and i was like oh my god you know yeah. and and I, this lasted like for i don't know how long then after that happened everything was just like in slow motion and everything was real snowy like before you're going to pass out yeah yeah everything was real breezy i felt queasy and nauseous mm. i felt like anxious and like uh panicky mm. I, I didn't feel good yeah doesn't sound like it <laughs> and i saw like these different flag looking things different colors as if they were underwater like moving and she was like how do you feel i go well to be honest, I feel like really kind of sick and, and gross. And, and she goes, oh, oh, yeah, you need water here. Let me get you water. I can't see her still. This yeah. is still blackness. But for what I'm seeing, yeah, uh, all these weird <clears throat> colors and shit. And so she was like, here, drink the water and let me know when you feel ready. And we'll do the other ear. <laughs> and you're like, and, yeah, and once is my, enough. <laughs> in my dream, I literally said, fuck that shit. I said, I'm not doing that again. You know? Yeah. And she kind of laughed and she yeah. was like, it's okay. We don't have to do the other ear if, if you're not ready for it, if you don't want to. She goes, it is amazing that and most people don't get to experience this kind of energy release in a human lifetime. Hmm. She was like, this is a very big energy release. And I would, like, if I'm looking back on it, if I had to think of like a Kundalini type experience, mm -hmm. which I've read about a billion times, mm -hmm. <clears throat> it sounds very familiar. Yeah. Only it wasn't starting at the bottom of my spine, didn't feel like, but it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, who knows? Yeah. But man, it, it was like, <laughs> what the hell? Uh, so she gave me this water and then I took a drink of the water and I woke up. Oh, in my, wow. room, my room. Yeah. And I grabbed the water bottle because mm -hmm. my mouth was dry and everything. I was like, started drinking the shit out of my water bottle. Yeah. And I felt the exact same as I felt in the dream. Uh -oh. I felt queasy. I was seeing snowy vision. I felt like I was, might have a panic attack or uh, like a, or yeah. throw up or something. Yeah. Got my phone, hit record immediately, and I spoke on there for about 15 or 20 minutes. You can hear it. And my, my voice is like just wavering and. I can't believe what just fucking happened. Like, this is the most insane thing. Yeah. And for me, that was, that was it. I don't know what it means or meant. I don't know how it's affected me. Yeah. But man. Did you have any, like, did you, did you have a headache or earache or anything like, like from where the instrument was? Or I had a numbness. I had like a, a like it was a dull numbness that on the <sighs> left side of my head. Wow. And it lasted, I mean, until I fell back asleep and, and it was a while before I actually went back to sleep. I got up. Oh, I'm sure. And I like, <laughs> I'm like, I need to sit up and yeah. have my light on and shit, you know? <laughs> yeah recalibrate yeah, yeah it was like three in the morning or two in the morning or something like yeah. that and i was just like it's yeah. interesting as it the left side because that was the side identified with the control issue or whatever yeah, i don't yeah. know man it was you know i could put a thousand stories on what happened and how it happened and what it could be and all that stuff but i just i don't know the experience itself was like everything yeah. it was just that experience was something that I didn't even think possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember a dream where I w w was aware of feeling queasy or uh, aware of any kind of pain or whatever. And 
I, I'm just, I can't, right now I can't think of a, a dream where I felt like that intensely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that. I mean, that's amazing right there to me, but wow. So um, you were warned this was going to happen. Um, were there any other warnings like, oh, and, you know, a month from now, maybe this will happen or, or, or. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. She, she said like you may start to notice subtle differences or major differences at times mm -hmm. uh, in the ways that you are seeing things or the ways you're thinking about things. You might have increased energetic sensitivities. But yeah, so Dolores Cannon, a very interesting um, worth checking out, worth worth a couple of YouTube videos or audio book or whatever. Yeah, if uh, anything, just to entertain your curiosity about life. Yeah. About like, you know, like, what? What are these stories? Like, I know. You know, like. I, I, well, and I love, I love imagining other explanations for things um, because, you know, we we're so limited in our capacity for understanding to begin with that we're not going to come up with all of the ideas on our own. So it's really cool to listen to somebody that has some pretty fantastic ideas. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's plausible. Why not? Well, I mean, you know, and we, we used to have to make a broom and now we can go buy a broom. Right. And, yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, we didn't totally. have a can of baked beans at some point. Now <laughs> right. we have cans of baked beans. You know, it's like we only have what they feed us, right? And what yeah. we're allowed, to, what we can consume. So, yes. Yeah. You know. 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 No. 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 No.